Corinne, hello. We are yes, here hi. today to talk about The Other Black Girl, episode uh, one on Hulu. And you- Highly anticipated. Yes. We've been talking about it for quite some time based yes. on the book by Zakia Delila Harris, which mm-hmm. was a runaway bestseller. You know it we was. love the book to screen adaptations here. Of course. Yeah. And you watched episode one and you were like, oh yeah. my God, you texted me. It, I, I This is amazing. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. So the yeah. whole, uh, as Hulu does, the whole thing is out, but we have only watched episode one. They're only 30 minutes. Yeah. So By the this, way, though, Hulu does not have a consistent, that's you're right. Netflix. That's, that's true. Because I just, you're right. I only remember being tortured for Tell Me Lies, which took yes. months to come out. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. Why but do they do it sometimes I, one way and so, oh, the powers know. that be yes. at Hulu. Tell us, please. Yes. Well, we've only covered, we're only talking about number one. We just yeah. like to get- the, Our um, intro. Yeah. Our intro, our reactions. I texted you that- Someone called it deliciously unhinged, and I just mm. love that. I think that's a perfect, perfect way to describe episode one. So like I said, we love book-to-screen adaptation. So before I get your reactions and we talk about it, I do love the story of how these things come to be. And there is a profile in the LA Times of Zakia about... Her journey from this idea in her brain to the page mm, to the yes. screen, oh which God, I love me. to see. A meteoric, by the way, journey, if you think about yes. it. Um, the book came out in 2021. Oh We're sitting yeah. here in 2023 already with this out Watching on it. Hulu. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is really fast. It's incredible. People don't know for, for anything to make it from the page to the screen mm-hmm. that fast. Uh, but it is the book was a little bit of a personal inspiration right. behind it. Four years ago, she was working as an editor at Knopf Doubleday and was unhappy. She had the idea at the time, she says, the insane idea to write a book. Although I then read more about her. She does, she did go to school for for writing, but I think, you know, but still, I think anyone who has the audacity to write a book. To create. Yes, yeah, but she even when you her- have that long time dream, it, it can easily get waylaid or just at least put on the back burner and just think this is not the time to do it. So yes, she might have been prepared and you know had that in mind, but it does feel like that can always wait. Yeah, and so she did an even bolder thing. You know, I think what a lot of people might do is they write it on the side before yeah. work, after work. But she quit her job as an assistant editor there to write this and and she she as we know many I mean I'm sure people know the story but it's basically where she skewers the supposedly as the article says enlightened book business through the eyes of a black woman stuck in this low level assistant job at this really prestigious overwhelmingly white publishing house so little little close to home she wrote it over a frantic summer where she was wow doing shifts at a cupcake shop doing a creative writing class for kids. And she finished the draft. She said, it's insane. I don't know who that person was, which I think is really interesting. It was like almost like someone else did this in this fevered dream kind of a thing. And she said she was just felt really desperate and really tired of the publishing industry. So I guess we've talked about this with a lot of authors. When you're fueled by sort of desperation and you don't like where you are, 
So that desperation, though, as the article said, didn't last long because this was her debut. And they called it, and I think this is so good, a creepily satirical zeitgeist capturing thriller aptly described as the Devil Wears Prada meets Get Out. And it sparked a 14-way bidding war, sold to Atria for reportedly a million dollars, and became a bestseller and incredible reviews. I mean, that again, that was 2021. And Hollywood came calling, as they always do, with things maybe, as they always do. Yeah, yeah, but that weren't a 14-way auction. Yes. Yes. And she started adapting it even before the final edits on the manuscript were done. I mean, and she did it with Rashida Jones, which is also an incredible pairing there. And here, that's how we got here. She now has a 10-episode adaptation of her debut novel on Hulu. And it's insane. Yeah, that is. That is a fantastic story. It hits hits all the the magic that has to come together, right? Clearly the talent was there, but the opportunity plus the, you know, the the zeitgeisty, as you said, piece of this, it just, wow. It's magic. And I I also think, you know, now having watched episode one, speaking of the magic or like the special sauce that we like to say, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a genre mashup. I I feel like- This Uh is really tapping into the other thing we think often has the magic, right? I mean, we talked about that with a lot of books or shows. And I just feel like Yellow Jackets, we probably talked about that endlessly, the way it's so masterfully mixed genres in the most surprising ways. And I think this has that, at least, again, in, in the first one, you've got the horror slasher kind of vibe, the workplace satire, where you're, you know, you're interrogating big questions of institutional racism and performative allyship, and those things are very much in there. But there's also just this thriller mystery too, like what what is going what is on going at Wagner on? Books and what is yeah. going on with Nella, and like so yes. you have, I think this, like we said, this special sauce here of yeah, what is happening? Yes, absolutely, yeah, and that is what makes it feel so fresh. And that probably is what made the book feel fresh. To be honest, I did not read the book. It came out at a time when I was a little bit, you know, I had been working towards trying to get published for so long. It was not happening. I felt very uncertain and insecure in my future. And I really was anything that made me feel like, oh, I wish like that was my story I couldn't look at. I could read, you know, authors that have been around for 10 years. Okay, that doesn't feel like uh, it's impossible to break out. And this book definitely violated my my theory that it's impossible to break out because when you have something this good, of course you break out. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was not that familiar with the book, but Certain things are just evergreen, right? And they're always going to be interesting and like, I'll read that book. But this, like you're saying, the mashup of the genres is like what I've never seen it. And then seeing it on screen, it is beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. The music, the acting, some Mm -hmm. of these, the just the facial expressions say 
so much for the actresses of both Nella and Hazel. It is uh, all of them, really, but just just beautiful, fantastic, captivating to watch the show. Yeah, the music is really good. And again, we've only in 30 minutes in with one episode, but... But yeah, you don't, I love this whole, when you're like, I'm not sure what I'm watching. And I did read the book, though, as you know, I have not finished the ending. And we had this whole debate on the, well, I'm not sure it was a debate. I said I agreed with you and then I did the opposite, but about whether or not to read books ahead of time. And you were saying that this, you've also found it interesting to read them after you watch yeah, something. It's kind of a whole new perspective. I do often read them before just because, as you already said, it takes a long time to adapt yeah. something. But with Fleischman, which was also a, another meteoric movement to getting it on the screen, I did not have the time to read it. And so this is another one where things happen so quickly that I thought to myself, okay, now I'm actually going to purposely hold on to it until afterwards. And let me tell you, it's working again, like with Fleischman is in trouble. I am, I have already ordered it. I can't wait to dive into the book, but I definitely want to finish the show first so that I have all of these visuals in my mind. Right. No, I know. And I, I was saved. So my compromise was I'm just going to save the end because <laughs> uh, I know it's a thriller and I know there, it, 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 as we said, there is like what is going on here with the, the, with the past and the present and, and, yeah. and, and yeah. who's sending her these notes. I mean, so I thought if there was ever a time maybe to not know the ending, because I think I'll be thinking that the whole way yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Um, so although I did read in the same article that that she talked about some of the changes she made, she didn't say specifically, mm. she's just like, I think people will be interested to see the things I kept the things because she's oh, I can't wait. she adapted it. So I mean, yes, the things I kept the things I left. And then she does note that the ending is a little different. Okay. So maybe I could read it because clearly now, right, but I was saving it because there is yeah. a mystery element that I don't want to yeah. Um, spoil, but yeah. but anyway, I was saying to you, I do think already I can tell the diff. One of the main differences is just it's, it feels like a different vibe to me. Like that they've really not that these elements weren't in the book, but when you bring it to the screen, and like when you open, for example, which we can not talk about some of these scenes, but this opening scene, which does look like a slasher movie, like a horror movie. It's New York City, nineteen eighty eight. There's a woman, you know, uh, sitting on the subway. It's menacing. I mean, that vibe, I'm like, oh, like, that's not how the book starts. But also, I'm like, oh, I guess that is in there. But it does. It feels different. It feels like they've pulled out pieces. So it was all there. It's just when yeah. I love to see how then when you adapt it, you give it, they do give it a whole different vibe. Or I also understand yeah. why in the first episode, you kind of need to get people in. So like you need to put in some things sooner that you might not in a book. And so it's just, it's really interesting. Yeah, to set the tone for the show as opposed to like letting it slowly unfold in a book where people are just more invested in, you don't have to stop an episode and go, do I have to go on or not? For a book, you're just moving the pages. But can I just say, I'm very curious about this and I will read it afterwards, but we have just been just gushing about Jessica Knowles' Bright Young Women. Mm-hmm. And you don't find that book scary mm-hmm. and I find it terrifying. So yeah. it might just be that you just have this like, and generally you prefer to read rom-coms and I prefer to read 
horror, mystery, thriller. So I am like my gla- my my lenses over my eyes yes. are just constant fear, clues, yeah, you know, questioning. And yours might be more of like, oh, what's going on? No, here? I think that's actually true yeah. here. So I, I bet if I read this yep. book, I would feel creeped out from page one. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or maybe not yeah. page one, but still, no, you're yeah. absolutely right. I've thought about that because now that I see what they're doing here, I'm like, did I miss some of this? Yeah. And then I'm like, no, actually, now that I think about it, that was there, that was there, but it just feels different to me. But it's probably you're right because I, when I was, when I read, I am interpreting things or taking in things differently yeah. or with a different lens. Yes. I think you're totally yeah. right. But this really, this opening, I was like, oh wow, yeah. we yeah. are. On a Flickering scary light, subway. blood on your fingertips, menacing people on the subway staring at you. Uh, yeah, it's it is unequivocally, yeah, menacing and horror esque. Yeah, so yeah, you and can't interpret so, this any other way. Yeah, seriously, and I love how it. it so that's Kendra May Phillips, who was the only black editor at Wagner Books. So it's yep. in the past in 1988. It does absolutely look like she's about to be murdered on the subway. I mean, you think, yes. you know, it's she's it's a slasher film, like yeah. I said. Yeah. But then it cuts. I love mm-hmm. how then it cuts right to present day with Nella, who's played by Sinclair Daniels. She's sort of our main character sitting on the subway, too. But now... Listening to Busta Rhymes. But, yes, but a totally yeah. different vibe. Now we're just in present day. But yeah. I just loved that immediate cut from... From one to the yeah. other, and and what's yeah. the link between them? And yes, that's right. Yes, but and it's like different vibe, but also same vibe because yeah. she's getting eyes and like yeah. you know the lady in the elevator is like, "What's your music?" It's it's yeah. bothering me. So she's being menaced as well, in a, but in like in an a, updated way, like a yes. little bit less menacing. Yes. The lights are a little bit brighter, you know, right. it, it, less horror, horror, more less reality. Horror. exactly less horror more reality exactly and so we learn right away though that she's she's marking up a manuscript where she Mm. writes in the red pen problematic because there is this character chartricia who she's reading a manuscript of of the wagner sort of we learn biggest author keeps the lights on Mm -hmm. and she obviously has an issue with his character and which we learn is just filled riddled with stereotypes but she's doing that and then she walks in and also right out of the gate, we sort of see what I said earlier, which is this <gasps> so overwhelmingly yeah. white. Oh, yes, the pictures. Oh, yes. I'm yes. saying the white males on the wall, all the yes. pictures of yep. all the past yep. editors. And you just have this one black woman, Kendra, right? Like I said, Phillips. And then, yes, you see her go in and you sort of think at first. Into Vera's. Oh, right. Yeah, this is her but office. But maybe this is her office. Right. Look it's at gorgeous. Her. Yeah. 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 Yes. But. She's just the assistant and she's just fluffing up. That was very Devil Wears Prada, the mm-hmm. arranging yes, the absolutely. Um, books mm-hmm. just so for her boss. Um, yeah. And so she works for Vera, who's a, a big time uh, editor there. And Nella is at that time the only black employee, uh, which, <clears throat> you know, we, we learn right away as well. This whole like, horror thing though is is interspersed throughout like even right like even right away again like she's now that it doesn't appear menacing the monitor exactly Mm -hmm. like her 
Her monitor shows like that she's being watched. Security, yep. Mm -hmm. Security camera. Like there was someone down in the lobby who's clearly following her. I mean, so it's not like we just got this sort of menacing opening shot. You know, that sometimes happens and then like you don't get, it doesn't really come back to that. No, this is really coming at you a lot. Like what's going on here? So she's just seeing strange things. So you already know something is, is off. Um, but we yes. don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, we meet. It's that balance yeah. of of the true horror elements with the kind of like we were saying the reality, the microaggressions, the performative allyship yeah. in Sophie. And oh, I have to say, I actually laughed out loud a couple of times yeah. during this episode. Totally. Mm-hmm. So not even just like sometimes I think satirical, I, I don't actually laugh out loud it's yeah. like mm, it's yeah, more like, like that's huh. funny she's she nailed that which is also yeah. totally there but there were also some moments when i really laughed out loud so gosh like how do you strike the balance of mm-hmm. one minute you know blood on the fingertips security cameras on your screen and then i am like crying laughing at it yeah. was a rental it was a rental yeah it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> oh my so god good. also her friend you know, the, like the best friend oh. character, Malika, yes. I think. Yes. She's going to, I mean, she's only in there, you know, for a quick I scene. I lit so many it, intention candles for this. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what made me think of it. The humor. She <laughs> is clearly going to bring the, yeah. like you said, the straight up funny. Like, I don't yeah. think that's that's mm-hmm. going to be, she's yeah. going to be, I think, uh, she already like jumped off the, the screen for oh me. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Uh, so I think yeah. she's going to deliver uh, a lot of that humor mm-hmm. part. Um, yep, yep. So then we also, you know, we meet Maisie, who is, I'm sorry, Maisie. Maisie's the editor. She gets a new assistant, Hazel May McCall, who is also a black woman. And Nella is like, what is going on here? But they they seem at first to really hit it off there. They have a real connection. They really bond. And Ella's kind of helping show her the ropes. They have lunch and, you know, they just, they, they have, a, they feel a kinship and yes. a connection. And so then she. I love that moment in the bathroom when she's oh, like, yes. can I just, is it weird to say like, I'm glad yeah. you're here. I'm glad you're so, here. Yeah. It was so yeah. perfect. And then even when they're having the lunch and they both realize that they're burning hearts is their favorite book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but that when that first happens, you're thinking, I don't know about you, but I was thinking, oh, is that a little too coincidental? Like, what's going on here? That's where you start going, huh? And the music helped us. Yeah. It was like, yeah, wait, what just happened there? That was a little bit sinister, that music. What's happening here? But it's still and this is going to happen, I think, throughout because it does in the book. There's always this really close line between are they really friends or is she stabbing her in the back or somehow you know undermining her and of course yeah of course i mean we see the first act of sabotage when she sort of convinces nella to share her thoughts on why the character in the in colin's novels problematic she's like i'll have your back and then of course she does the exact opposite she sets her up in front of him, in front of her editor, and then doesn't back her up. And but and so that's clearly an act of, you know, not a friendly act, clearly sabotage. But there's still I still think 
you're always there's going to be this back and forth between what's going on here with yeah. these two so but she had been told not to not to give those give that feedback yeah. by Vera she had said she was going to promote her to editor and so then she sort of stuck like do I speak my truth and tell him how problematic this character is or do I get this promotion that I've always wanted to have and now she spoke her truth so there's going to be you all already see that Hazel May then gets a little special treatment from from Richard, Richard. oh my god yep. Eric yep. McCormick, I love yes. him. Yes. I know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. But my kids, you can call me Richard. Only my kids call me Mr. Wagner. I'm kidding. Just I'm kidding. kidding. Just Our kidding. Kids. <laughs> that was good. That Just was kidding. Really good. That was that was actually one where I laughed out loud. Yes. So yeah, but then, you know, we get the note, leave Wagner now, which is a big these notes are gonna be a big part of the story. But this is yep. the first one right here towards the end, back again to our sinister what is yeah. happening here what element so and then i we end on a sort of horror slasher note in a, in a way the lights flicker again nella sees this image of of kendra in the elevator door sort of like this ghostly image and we don't know we don't know what is happening here what is the connection so i'm I think also really loving this the portrayal of publishing and I mean you see it on Instagram right like your favorite author who sells a lot of books goes in for her you know like launch meeting and there those Mm. posters of the books the book everywhere and they're on the table and the whole thing is just for her when I most authors don't get any reception let alone something Mm. like that that looks like it was really just done entirely for that author and so I really I thought that was pretty funny I thought that yeah was no and now he comes Good in touches. and yeah and yeah. he's just like oh hello everyone you know right. for right. the cutout right. of him which I thought yes Did the was cutout funny arrive? yeah yeah no you're right and there will be I mean again I don't know how much of it will make it into the book but but I think it had a little bit of a yellow face vibe to me too, in terms of some inside, right? But yeah. that was also on purpose for you because you don't want yes. the yes. necessarily yes. since you're part of the publishing machine right now to be yes. so inside baseball. Exactly. But this this is a little, at least in the book, does have some some of that kind of inside baseball, which makes sense now that I know yeah. her backstory, having yeah. worked there. So. There is, I'm sure we'll see a little bit more of that too. This, mm-hmm. this look, well, obviously, of the, yeah. the publishing industry. So, again, um, with the genre mashup of it yeah, all that, that yes. insider knowledge is also, it's something that if you don't know it and you aren't interested in that world, it doesn't matter at all. And if you are, you're like, oh, oh yeah, I know that author. Right. And there's right. several of them, <laughs> it's not even one. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. So I think we're just, I think it's a great pilot. It, it yeah. like not just for the genre mashup, I think it does really sets up a lot of the questions, but, you know, definitely makes us want to go to number two. We only, yeah. again, didn't go to number two because when we're covering only one, we don't yeah. want to know what happened next. But I if you, never you wanted to feel press. the urge to binge mm-hmm. and this one, I truly had the urge to not stop. I did not. Right. I, I wanted You are not to a binger, going. we should say. Not That's at why all. you don't usually As, have the yeah, urge. Not at all. I'm just not. 
and this one did it for me. So I cannot wait to put this up and go watch the rest. Right? And like I said, I do think the under 30 minutes really moves things quick. Um, But there's also just so much happening. You want to know what's happening. Like what happened 35 years ago? What's the connection um, to Kendra? Like what are we seeing here with Hazel and Nella? Where is that going to go? Who's sending these notes? Like I just and then just the all and then that's just like plot, like things to move you along. And then you have the satire. You have the bigger questions like it's just it's got it's got everything going on while also making am, you want to binge. I am fully in, fully, yeah. fully in on this one. Cannot okay. wait to see where it goes and then can't yeah. wait to read the book afterwards and have all these visuals in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, do I do I finish? Do I do Let I me... or do I wait for the oh. ending? I don't know. I might oh, just finish the book yeah. at this point. I yeah. have to say, I at this point, we are have been in a drought of TV. One, the summer always is, but two, the writer's strike yeah. has made for a drought. This is not just a drought killer. This is exceptional TV. This is yeah. whenever this came out, I would have been like, wow. And my husband watched with me. He is a tough TV critic. He mm-hmm. was in love from the start. And and he's so New York visual. Like he yeah, is, is fully right. invested. This is just great, great TV. Stream it, people. Stream yes. it. Yes. All right. Okay. 